Trey Brazier here on South Florida Sundays along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin. He is the president of the Urban League Palm Beach County with our guest this week, Mrs. Ava Parker. She is the president of Palm Beach State College. Good morning to both of you and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. It is Mother's Day, and I want to wish all those mothers that are listening to us this morning a, a Mother's Day, a happy Mother's Day. And um, let's just get right into what we're here to talk about you're the president of Palm Beach State College. You've been there over seven years now. How's it going? So I, too, have to start by saying Happy Mother's Day to the actual mothers and um, other women who are standing in as mothers. And I say that um, and why that's so important to me is that I know that so many people work with me at the college um, who are like mothers to our students, and they help to get them through. So it is a very special opportunity for me to also wish a Happy Mother's Day to them. Um, things are great at the college. Um, I can't um, think of a better place to work or a place that I think that makes more of a difference in the success of our county than Palm Beach State College. Graduation was last week. How did that go? It was amazing. Um, so it was our first time that we scheduled a graduation at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Oh. Um, so um, usually we are indoors, but this was our first um, time in a long time that we actually had an outdoor celebration. And it was you know, one way for us to specifically kind of um, accentuate the fact that um, we're Florida's oldest um, public um, college and um, wanted to do something special for our May commencement and decided to go to the ballpark. Is that going to be a trend going forward? You know, it might be. It was um, what was really nice about it is that uh, traditionally at our graduations, we're at venues where we have to limit the number of family members mm -hmm. that our graduates can invite. And that's, you know, we want our graduates to have all of their family members family come members. and celebrate with them at this um, very special milestone in their lives. So one really cool thing is that because we're at the ballpark, uh, we have an opportunity to at least have our graduates invite as many people as they like. In fact, we had about 8,000 people at graduation. That's great because I know I, I've been through three on my own for my three kids and uh, we had to limit a couple of graduations to a handful of people only. And it, that's kind of hard when, you know, it's family. Family gets these kids all the way through middle school, high school, college. Everybody wants to celebrate that. You're right. I mean, it definitely takes a village. And um, I think it's always so important for um, for students to celebrate milestones. Like, I don't like it when students say, oh, I'm not going to go to graduation. You know, we have to savor and celebrate um, great things when they happen in our lives. And we all know that it takes a village to, um, to get these things done. So it's always best when you can have everyone there with you to cheer you on as you cross the stage. That's a memory that, that you should always, always remember your, your graduation day. Now, many people know you as an educator now in, in Palm Beach County, but you, you are a lawyer. How did you transition from law into education? I feel like um, I am especially blessed because most people don't have an opportunity to turn their advocation into their vocation. So for over 10 years, I um, served either as a university trustee or on the board of governors of the state university system for the state of Florida. 
And so I was very much engaged in creating higher education policy. And I feel like um, as a Floridian, that was one of the best ways to volunteer and give back to the state, uh, to participate in something that really had an impact not only on the growth of the state of Florida, but but also on Florida's families. So um, it was not so much of a of a strange transition in that I worked in it for so many years, but it was different to completely give up the practice of law and to go into higher ed. Good, good. You are like many people who lead an organization. You are the face of Palm Beach State College. When 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 people see Ava Parker in your green dress, Absolutely. everybody knows that that's Palm Beach State College. How does that feel to be to be the face of the college? You know, I think that is so important that we do that. It was something that I um, purposely and very strategically took on when I came here. Um, I felt like it was important for people to see me and know that I am extremely proud about where I work. I'm extremely proud about the colleagues that I work with and even more proud about the students that we produce and so proud that when you see me, I really don't want you to think Ava. I want you to think Palm Beach State. State. And so one way to do that was to remind people that you know, our colors are green and gold and mm-hmm. that we're the Panthers. And so that's why it is that almost every day um, I am in something green because I want people to make that association with our institution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as there are, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there are five institutions of higher learning here in Palm Beach County. I think it's five, maybe six, but but five that 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 are really the name, the t- top names. You're the only person of color to lead these organizations. How 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 do you feel about a bit about that role? Um, you know, I think that um, it's so important to have diversity in our CEOs um, of all companies, in particular in high, uh, institutions of higher education. Um, and I think that's important because it's it's great for students to have an opportunity to see people that look like them in these roles and know that they, too, can achieve the status of administrator or CEO or president um, of a company or an academic institution. So I take this on um, certainly with a large sense of responsibility and um, while also feeling very fortunate. I'm mm-hmm. very fortunate that I have an opportunity to lead the largest institution of higher education in Palm Beach County, to know that with our five locations, um, we have an opportunity for students to have um, a chance to receive a post-high school credential within 20 minutes of their home, mm-hmm. um, and then to know that we have an institution that's one-third black, one-third white, and one-third Hispanic, um, to know that, and I feel that's the diversity that we now have in our county, um, to know that at least one-third of those students know that um, they have a leader that looks like them is great. And then also, I'm so fortunate to be the first woman to serve as a president. And so for little girls and girls and women who attend our institution to know that they too can be a CEO, I just think is is amazing opportunity for me to lead by example. I haven't heard of any institution of higher learning, college, university, that can say that they have one-third black, one-third white, one-third Hispanic, the demographics, the population of their, of their student body. I, I, I've never heard that. I, I, no matter wh- which way you slice or look at it, I, I really haven't heard that. So congratulations on that. I, I, kudos to that. I mean, to uh, have that type of 
background, you know, demographics for the student population. What you find in public colleges like mine is that um, we tend to to look like our community more so than certainly private institutions or even universities. And I think it's because so many of our students, they're choosing to come to us because they have to stay home and work or they have to stay home, you know, because they don't have the resources to go outside of the county or they're making a decision to at least do their first two years um, locally so that they can save money for later. So I think that because of that, you'll find that of the 28 colleges that are public colleges in the state of Florida, they're more likely to look like the makeup their, of their community than, say, other institutions just for those reasons. Mm-hmm. That is that we are the community's college. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the public institution, um, a banner that we wear proudly, and we tend to look more like the, um, the folks that we represent. Is it correct to say that most of the students at Palm Beach State College are, are come out of the school district of Palm Beach County? Um, yes, I mean that's a that's a correct statement because um, basically I'm designed to serve a region, and my region is primarily, um, you know, Palm Beach County. Doesn't mean I get to have international students, have mm-hmm. students that come from Broward, students that come from Indian River, and students who come from other parts of the state or country specifically to come to the college. But for the most part. Um, most of my student body are students who at some point attended high school here in Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. What's that relationship that uh, with Palm Beach State College and the Palm Beach County School District? How, how, uh, you guys have to work hand-in-hand hand to, to really make sure there's a smooth transition from um, the high schools locally to your institution. You know, I'm blessed to have um, a great relationship with the superintendent, Mike Burke, is is someone I consider a friend. Um, We uh, work together and um, try to find ways that we can best serve our students um, as well as um, the county in general. Um, We understand that in some instances we are both serving the same market, and Mm -hmm. so we try to find ways to coordinate as best we can because you do know that the school district in some instances provides adult programming. Um, but I couldn't have asked. I couldn't have asked for a better partner. I think that you know we communicate with each other. We understand that it's so important that if um, Palm Beach County is going to excel, that the school district and Palm Beach State College has to partner in order to ensure the success of um, of those higher education opportunities and the fact that we want our employers to have people who are ready and prepared um, to go right to work. You're just tuning in. It's the South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with Patrick Franklin from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. Our guest this week, Ava Parker, who is the president of Palm Beach State College. Good. You know, we, um, we always talk about that uh, a lot of our students can't afford college. What are some of the, uh, the areas that Palm Beach State College, it, scholarships, grants, how, how, does a, how does a kid look at getting to Palm Beach State College because say, maybe I, I can't afford it? They always say that before they even look. I just think that those are students who are uninformed. I think mm-hmm. that if there is any student, um, whether they're a recent graduate or it's been a long time since they've been in school, um, who is interested in earning any type of a credential post high school. And the reason you keep hearing me say that is that, you know, we have some students who want to come to us because we offer AA degrees and they want to transfer to another university. You have some students who come to us because they want to take advantage of our bachelor's degrees. Mm -hmm. And then you have some students who come to us because they want shorter-term training. Um, That is, they may want to earn a two-year degree and be a nurse or a two-year degree and be a welder. 
you know, or even something shorter because we even have shorter programs. But I say that any resident or any person who is interested in coming to college and coming to Palm Beach State, never let the fact that you don't think you have the money be the hindrance for you. Right. We will find the money. We'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. we'll find a way. We'll have scholarships. The scholarships, right, yeah. right. Um, it could be that you qualify for some type of financial aid that you're not aware of. Um, we see this a lot, Patrick, mm-hmm. because so many of our students are the first in their families in to their go first to college. Family, first generation. So they have no idea that they have all these options to ensure that they can earn the credential that they seek to earn and reach their goals. So, you know, as, as we look into this, I, I, and I, I, I would like to just reiterate, don't let the cost of Palm Beach State College keep you away. There are many ways. All you have to do is, is explore and, and pick up the phone, go on their website. You can find ways to get to college. That door is open. Um, absolutely. That door is definitely open. I mean, we have partnerships with you in the mm-hmm. Urban League. Then you help us to find ways to ensure that students can um, can go to college. I just, I never want it to be that you can't afford it. And nor do I want it to be that you feel that you can't, you can't succeed. Mm-hmm. That we also take students where they are and we help them to find a program that they would love and enjoy. And we help them be successful. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears for a second because... Um, Three years ago, we, we all, uh, I guess it's been over three years now, we all were faced with this COVID pandemic. And for so many of us, we had to try to find a way, and we found ways to get through it. And how did, how did the college cope with COVID from a personal perspective, from a staff, from, from uh, instructors to, to students? We, we, all, we all had to change. Um, We did, and I'm very proud of the things that we were able to do. Um, At that time, when COVID first started, um, we we did have online classes, and we had hybrid classes where you did some of the class online and some of the class in person. But for the most part, almost all of our classes were face-to-face because that's how most of our students chose to learn at that time. So I was really proud of the college and faculty and staff and that we were able to transition all those classes to online or live online, which is a class that's via Zoom or via Teams. Um, And that we did that. We kind of closed for one week, took that time to transition on our classes, and then we opened back up so that students could continue learning. Um, some of our classes don't transition to online. So, you know, you want a nurse who is actually there. hands-on labs yeah, and all, exactly. all, that, all that type of things. Exactly. Yeah. So we found ways to do those things safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that way those students didn't miss a beat and they were able to continue their public safety training or continue their nursing training because you had to be face-to-face in order to do that. Um, so I was in, you know, with our staff. That is that, you know, we had most of our staff transition to work from home and we were able to successfully do that because of the, te- the technology that we had in place at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that it, it's COVID is, they taught us lessons during COVID that we will hopefully use in the future to um, when we're faced w- with this again. Uh, because for, for so many organizations like the Urban League and, and Palm Beach State College and so many of um, corporate supporters of the Urban League, I, I was leaning on everyone I could to figure out what are you doing? How, how are you transitioning? What's working? What's not working? What direction you got? What do you see next week? And no one could have ever told us that we would have been out for months into a, over a year, over two years uh, with this back and forth and, and not understanding what was happening. So uh, kudos to Palm Beach State College for, for working through that. And um, as we move forward, 
Ava Parker is our guest this week for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier with Patrick Franklin from the Urban League Palm Beach chapter. Ava, of course, is the president of Palm Beach State College. Let's talk about STEM and STEAM. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an area that we as the Urban League have been doing a lot of work over the last uh, couple of years with our middle schoolers in STEM and STEAM programs, and we will continue to do more of that. How do you see that as, as the future for our, our kids to start going into that direction? I think that um, if our students um, are going to be competitive, that they will have to master um, one of the areas that are covered in in STEAM. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that because when you think about the things that are happening in industry, um, so much of, of our work or so much of the things that we see, they're impacted by science or technology you know, math, those things are, are engineering. Those are all the areas that are really fueling the growth mm-hmm. of, um, of, the, of, of the country. And so I think that in order for our students to be competitive, they're going to have to master one of those areas. For me at the college, I have really chosen to look at a lot of technology. Um, I think that if I can have all of my students be, um, increase their ITIQ, is what I call it, mm-hmm. that is that if you can be better and technology or in analytics, um, if you can really master that part of whatever career that you choose, then I feel comfortable that you're going to be competitive and that it's not that um, technology is going to take your job. You're going to develop the technology that's going to make sure you keep your job. Talk to us a little bit about your recent venture in the golf area with Tiger and Justin. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in that as, as a golfer, but that's a, that's a great move, especially for our community here in, in Palm Beach County. It is. Our partnership with Tomorrow Sports is, um, is an amazing opportunity for our college and our community. You know, first, it's very um, interesting that Tiger and Rory have come together with a former golf um, executive from the Golf Channel to create this um, additional golf league in partnership with the PGA. So I think that's one thing that's cool. But second is that it really is arena golf mm-hmm. and that it runs a lot on technology. And so right now they're building the arena um, in somewhere in Germany and they're testing the technology somewhere in Orlando. And so then when the building comes, it is that how do we integrate that technology onto the campus in the space that we've designed for the arena. And, and your students will have an active role in the technology, in the, the learning capabilities behind it, and, and the development, I'm sure. That is correct. So what's the, the, biggest, um, the biggest win for us is that it's going to take a lot of technology infrastructure to actually make this work. And so it really expands the bandwidth of the college when it comes to technology. The other cool thing is that as they build this project, so many of the programs that we have, they can actually integrate and watch it. So I have a welding program. They can actually look at mm-hmm. that and see how that's going to work for this very um, advanced um, new technology um, type of, of, of business that is really looking to be as innovative as possible to transform the experience of uh, folks who attend this arena golf um, activity. And then What's also amazing about it is that it's going to happen so quickly. Yes. So it is that by February of 2024, they're planning 
to start the league and have everything in place to make it happen. So let me ask you a question. Is this, is this more of a pilot program or the start of a whole different distribution across the country maybe? So I can say that we are the first arena that they're developing. So if you want to say it's pilot and that we're the first arena, but not so much pilot in that they have gotten the, um, the buy-in from the golfers, um, from the investors, from the community, because people who love golf, they love the idea of watching it on TV, but they miss the opportunity, but they don't want to um, sit around, they don't want to sit in front of TV for so many hours. So what they've done is that they found a way for you to play 18 holes in two hours. And what's cool about it is that it used to be that, you know, Tiger would be on this, um, you know, first tee and, you know, Rory might be like on the fifth tee and you as a spectator wouldn't be able to see all that. Now you will have an opportunity to see everyone go through the different holes. And so um, that was something that Tiger, when, when we had our groundbreaking, thought that that would be really unique for you to really see so much more than you would traditionally see. Well, um, I, I tell you, uh, myself and many others are looking forward to seeing that product and, and to seeing how, it, how we can engage with that in the future. So February 2024, look out for that. Exactly. That's when the whole idea is that when Monday night football stops, that you'll be able to start with Arena Golf in February after the Super Bowl. Okay. All that's right. that's the concept. That's good. So we got to mix that in with a little NBA basketball too. Absolutely. All right, very good. All right. Um as we as we look at what is your focus going forward? What what's what's your eye on going forward in the next in the next year or two for Palm Beach State College? Um, we're doing a lot right now with artificial intelligence. You know, that is the mm-hmm. thing that um, folks talk so much about and so AI. we are um you know the there's this belief in our country that um, we have to have artificial intelligence available for our citizens at all levels, and that if we we have to start training at the public college level to ensure that they're introduced to it, and that they're able to really understand it and advance with it. So we are. Um, actually engaging right now with the University of Florida on a program where their faculty are working closely with my faculty so that we can really um, advance artificial intelligence. Another thing that we're working at, uh, working on is this idea of expanding our, um, our public safety programs and really going into emergency response training. Um, and the idea is that, you know, my, my lead, Dave Hamill, who leads my fire department or fire, um, fire area, said that what happens in these natural disasters is that you have all these different agencies who come together and they never train together. Oh, good, so, yes. um, so our emergency response training center that is currently in the budget, and we're hoping that the governor keeps it in the budget, is something where we'll actually be able to train folks who are with the federal government, train, train folks from local agencies, and have them train together. So when there's a hurricane, when there's a building collapse, like what we saw in Miami, that they would be able to come together more efficiently, deal with the disaster because they would have trained. Um, and we don't have anything like that in the state of Florida. Well, so we're excited about that opportunity and um, hoping that that'll stay in the budget and we'll start with that work right away. South Florida Sundays on X1023. I'm Trey Brazier, your host. My co-host Patrick Franklin is here along with Ava Parker, who is our guest this week. She is the president of Palm Beach State College. As we are quickly approaching hurricane season, um, what's the preparation like? You know, for us, it's not so much that we do. um, You know, certainly we harden our facilities when we can. 
Um, we are blessed to have gotten you know um, renovation and remodeling maintenance dollars from the state. So we have a consistent plan to try to harden our facilities and keep them up to date. But the reality is that um, really we don't start buttoning down hatches or doing those kinds of things until there really is a threat of a storm um, and hope that our regular maintenance schedule will keep us together. Um, but we don't do any any extra preparation. We're hoping that our regular maintenance will kind of prepare us for what might be ahead. And then we just start to do things right before things um, are threatened. Very good. And as a tradition of our, of our show, Last question. What is next for Ava? You know, I feel like I have one of the most important and um, meaningful jobs in Palm Beach County. And so for me, I feel a huge responsibility to ensure that we are transforming the institution so that students can see and know that they are obtaining a quality academic experience that's going to help them to reach their goals. So I foresee myself as really looking to ensure that my facilities and what people see from the curb really represent the amazing experience that they get once they walk through our door. So I see myself at Palm Beach State College. I see us transforming the places that we have and providing the best workers and the, and enhancing families in ways that um, can only be done through knowledge because knowledge is forever. Thank you. Thank you. The amazing Ava Parker, president of Palm Beach State College. Ava, thank you for joining us today and happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Had a great time last Friday, man, at the gala for, uh, of course, the Urban League, the 50th anniversary. How did you enjoy it? I would like to to continue and as as we wrap up and really thank all those individuals and community residents who came out to support our 50th anniversary gala on on Friday evening. It was a a great success. We really thank all of you who joined us to celebrate 50 years of service here in Palm Beach County, and we look forward to another 25, 50 years here at the Urban League of Palm Beach County. Uh, a couple of things just to look out for in the future. Um, in May, we're going to have our financial literacy workshop. On May 16th, um, May 25th, we're going to have our community policing reform uh, seminar on mental health awareness and police relations. That's on May 25th. And on June 3rd, a first-time homebuyer education workshop. And you can see all those details at the Urban League of Palm Beach County at ulpbc.org or call us at 561-833-1461. And as always, we are looking to help all those individuals and families across this community that are looking for health care benefits from the American um, Health Care Act, uh, we can sign you up for health care. All you have to do is call us up at the, at the Urban League or go to our website, and we'd be happy to help you. Sounds good. Thanks, Patrick. We'll talk next week. As always, thank you, and have a great Sunday. This is South Florida Sundays.